A new week means new money to be made here at the Moneyline Madness podcast. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Matt Jericho. I'm here with my co-host, the one and only Andy B. Andy, how are we doing on this lovely Monday morning? Oh, I'm amazing. It's uh, it's the Monday after the draft. Everybody settled in and um, made their uh, decisions on how they feel about what their teams did. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I know it's a little later, but definitely a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about. There's so much going on between the NBA draft, free agency, and all the above in the National Basketball Association. That's just constant drama. Like you say, it's a soap opera over there. It so is. We're it just is. sitting along. We're covering it, and we're going to let the boys know you know, what's going down and what we think these teams are doing and what their mindsets are. Yeah. Without further ado, obviously, we are going to be covering the NBA draft today, and then we're going to be coming in with some MLB picks, just giving you guys a little bit of bankroll as well. And then our Thursday episode, the first day of NBA free agency, we're going to give you guys our top free agents, where we think they're landing, and any kind of other drama going on. Because it really is crazy the amount of stuff that the NBA has, being that it just ended last week. Yeah, like, the NBA does a week old. Yeah, the NBA does not sleep until July. It, it doesn't. They ne- until late July, like. Early July, it's still NBA season in my mind. They don't really get, they get like a month or two off and then right into training camp. Like we don't, there's no sleep here. It's not like MLB where it takes a while for everything to get settled. There is no settling in this. No. I mean, there was a trade during the NBA finals for that. I mean, that's, that's how that, that's how those things go. So literally. So with that being said, biggest winner of this year's NBA draft, hit me with who you think that is. Oklahoma City Thunder. They have the. They got the. They had the most picks in the in the lottery. I believe they had two in the lottery, but they had I think four first round picks. They took two Jalen Williams, spelled differently, but they're very good players. And uh, obviously, they got Chet, who I think fits them fantastically. Yeah. One of the tallest getting, teams. Yeah. They're getting the guy from the Knicks and the pick from the Knicks. They got Usman Dang as well. So go. I mean, the the Thunder are really loading up. I like what they got going on over there. They got Chet now. They got Pokashevsky. They got Josh Giddy and SGA. So I don't think that they're going to be winning anything, but that's going to be an entertaining squad to watch. And I'm I'm going to be tapping into some Oklahoma City Thunder games just to oh, see yeah. what that squad's looking like for sure. That's a young group. They're exciting. And I think they're going to make a little bit of a splash out West. Absolutely. They have a they just have a lot of young talent, so it's not going to win much yet. But when they grow in a few years and these guys, I think a lot of them will hit. They're going to have a really good team. And they obviously have SGA to to lead that team right now. Yep. He might have to score 40 every night, but <laughs> right, still, uh, another, I, uh, another winner I have of this draft has to be the Pistons, right? It oh, has yeah. to be like coming out with Jaden Ivy and then coming out also with, I'm just absolutely drawing a blank. Uh, Jalen Duran. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, coming out with Jalen Duran, a big who they needed desperately I mean, in the lottery, and they only had to give up, what, one first-round pick, future first-round pick? I believe so, yeah. I, I And mean, they because they took on Kemba. Yes. That was, that was their I mean, main. That was the thing that the, net, the Knicks, sorry, um, kind of, that was like a first-round pick to them. Like, that was them getting rid of him was important to the Knicks. So, bro, uh, for $9 million. It infuriates me, man. I, like, no, the viewers can't see it, but, like, my face behind the camera, I'm just like, I'm so tired of just, like, we really got rid of, or, uh, traded a first rounder just to get rid of Kemba. Like, come yeah. on, bro. Well, he wasn't is, even is, making like, that much. That's the thing to me, 
if you want to get like we to uh, the Celtics, they took on Al Horford um, last year for Kemba. They traded Kemba, but they took on Al Horford's terrible contract at the time. And all it cost was they they took on Kemba and they gave us a first round pick to go along with that because uh, Al had two years left. I think I think it was a little bit more, whatever. Um, And like that now looks great for the Celtics because like the Knicks did the same thing, trading Kemba away, but they gave up a first and he was only making nine million dollars. Like not only obviously that's still a lot of money, but like put that in perspective there's teams that are trying to get rid of horrible contracts like the what was it the grizzlies were trying to do that for years with chandler parsons yeah and they could never do it the knicks did it but it wasn't like it made that big of a difference and also i think it has to be looked at what you're looking for like what are they signing with this jalen brunson to me he doesn't move the needle in my my, no. my eyes so i think i don't know i don't understand the obsession with brunson I don't think that he turns us into a contending team. I think I don't like the and the problem with the Knicks is that regardless, they weren't going to tank next season. Even if they were bad, if they didn't get Brunson and they were still bad, they weren't going to tank. They would just be mediocre and win 30 games enough to keep them, you know, high lottery just to sit there. They're going to get Brunson now. It's seemingly like. And then they're going to win. I'm still not sold. I, I'm still not sold on it. Although I know he can pay, they can pay him the most. I think they're going to, yeah, I think they're going to give him just a retarded amount of money. That's going to influence his decision to come. I think that they're just going to give him the bag. They just hired his dad. Yeah. So I, that's really the only thing that's like, why hire Rick Brunson? If you're not bringing yeah. in Jalen at that point, like, yeah. I don't know. I do. The one thing that I do understand. Um, so I was talking to Corey about it yesterday and he was like, if we did, Use that draft pick. Where was that kid going to play? Whoever it was. And I kind of understand that. Thibodeau doesn't like playing the rookies at all. And say we did draft one of A.J. Griffin, who they were looking at at that spot. They did dra- <laughs> say they drafted one of uh, maybe Johnny, they uh, Well, Johnny Davis was gone. But yeah, Johnny Davis was gone. I was going to say, um, or yeah, Dur- Jalen Duran. Even or- Eason. Eason got a lot of love. Tari Eason. He did. And I was going to yeah. say Dalen Terry as well. Like, yeah. even some of those picks, like, where would this kid have played? Thibodeau doesn't like playing any of the young guys. You have Miles McBride, who's been waiting for a spot since last year. You have Quentin Grimes, who is clearly deserving of more NBA minutes. And you have Cam Reddish, who you just traded a first round pick for, who has been just sitting on your bench. So yeah. I kind of understand it from that yeah. perspective. They weren't really going to play this kid. So they figured, let's get some assets. In that sense, I do like a lot of first round picks. I'm a fan of that, but yeah. we got to make something happen with them. You know, we have all these assets and the same way that the Celtics were just for so long, just gathering assets, you know, just literally just a Danny yeah. and his bag of tricks. I and, need Leon yeah. Rose to do something with it, bro. Mm. Desperate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally feel like I don't think the Knicks are in a position to not make first round picks. There's teams that are obviously Boston was one of them. Golden State didn't have to take anybody this year. Like, playoff teams, if you don't want to use your first-round pick and you want to use that for a valuable depth piece, okay, that's what the Celtics did. They got Derek White. But for the Knicks, your Jalen Brunson isn't winning you a championship next year. So why wouldn't you rather take a young guy? And still, you could probably still get rid of Kemba's contract some other way where you can still draft somebody. Like, coming away with nobody in the first round, to me, just looked so bad. Like, I hope it works out for him because I don't want to see that fan base suffer even more. Thank but, 
yeah, I'm, I'm a nice person sometimes. But, like, to me, that was bad. And, and I didn't like a lot of the reaction to it because, truly, we don't know how good Jalen Durant's going to be who was, who was a Nick for, like, two seconds. And either Diang too. For, for me, I didn't like that pick. Dang at first, because I didn't think he fit the Knicks. Now with the Thunder, I think that fits. But yeah, I think a lot of the reaction was bad. And I think some of it was warranted because I don't know if they're in a position. If they made this trade last year after making the playoffs, that's different. They just didn't make the play in. So that definitely has to make a difference to me. No, I see where you're coming from. And it does frustrate me because it's like we missed the play in by four games this past season. And Jalen Brunson is going to give you maybe just enough to make the play in next year. Like, is that what we're just settling for at this point? That's what it seems like. It's so annoying, bro. That's Tom Thibodeau. Exactly. It's Tom Thibodeau. He doesn't want to like, not that I'm asking him to settle for mediocrity and tank next season, but bro, play the young kids, develop the young, like stars that we see coming up because RJ Barrett's a two-way player. You have Deuce Mm -hmm. McBride, who is a two-way player. Quentin Grimes is a like now proving himself to be an NBA level three and D guy. Cam Reddish has NBA like elite wingspan and size to his game. Yeah. What are we doing sitting here playing Alec Burks at point guard, yeah. playing Taj it, Gibson at the four? What are we doing, bro? It's yeah. so suspect. So I was yeah. really hoping that we would have just emptied the the pockets for Jaden Ivey, but from what I'm hearing, well, yeah, that talk about that. Yeah, from I, what I'm hearing, that was just not. That wasn't what was going to happen with the Pistons, unless it was literally a godfather offer in which the Knicks yeah. would have to overpay well, in both picks and young talent. They weren't going to be able to get Ivy from the well, Pistons. Here's the thing I'll say. I, I said I was going to be consistent about my the way I was looking at the Knicks and the Kings because the Kings were trying to win, and I liked that. Everybody was talking the other day like, um, are they going to keep the pick? Are they going to trade it for somebody who can help them now? Julius Randle was talked about a lot i don't really know if that was ever actually a point to be made but then they went and picked who they picked now keegan murray's gonna be a great player i truly believe that he's nba ready but everybody was glossing over Jaden ivy if if you have teams calling you for your pick to take that player how are you not thinking hey i should take this guy yeah uh, to me you you can't think if you're the Sacramento Kings, you can't think you're smarter than everybody else because the truth is you're not. You're not. You obviously aren't because if you were, you wouldn't have the longest uh, playoff drought in NBA history. So honestly, I don't know what they were thinking. Now Keegan Murray, I said he might be great. Yeah, he's but, an NBA ready player, but he's a yeah. forward, bro. He's they a don't forward. need that. That's what <laughs> that's all. what got me. And and here's another thing. And I'm I don't take draft grades into perspective very often. But when there's something like this where it was like so obvious and they missed it, I'm on CBS Sports right now, and they have Keegan Murray's pick as a B because you're not going to give it any lower because you don't know who the guy, you don't know the player really. And he's still but at the end Jayden, of the day, he's a top yeah. three or top four yeah. pick. So, but Jaden Ivy, an A plus, an A plus. That's that's perfect. Can't get better than that. I didn't get many of those in school. An A plus. It doesn't get better than that. So I thought. To me, that was probably the most frustrating part of the night, other than the Celtics picking so late. That was probably the most frustrating part, seeing that it looked so obvious and they still went yep. and did the thing that you, you're you not going to get questioned if Jaden Ivey fails. You're going to get questioned if Keegan Murray fails now. I don't Absolutely. think so. Well, I think he'll be a solid role player, kind of like a Nick Batum type player who's a free agent now and everybody's everybody wants because he's a nice 3 and D guy, but 
Jaden Ivey has the potential to be very, very good. A superstar. Oh, believe An absolute superstar. And that's why I wanted the Knicks to really make that push to make that move. Jaden Ivey seems like he's going to come into the league and make an instant impact on wherever he went. And obviously now we see that that's Detroit. And I'm not saying Keegan Murray isn't going to come into the league and be a good player, but I'm just like Keegan Murray on a team with Harrison Barnes, Harry Giles, and... DeMontis Sabonis uh, and Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. The forward spot seems like yeah. pretty clogged up. To me. I don't know. Who's playing shooting guard for that team right now? Like, is it? I mean, right now you've got Davion Mitchell, who we talked about. Great defender, can't score. And De'Aaron Fox, who's really good player, but he's not. That's two undersized guards right yeah, there, too. Like, you know, not like, a superstar. Like, uh, I get the, the De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis together. I think that'll work. I think that could win you some games. But I think the lack of scoring is going to hurt them so much. Like, yeah. those two can score, but you need a third scorer in the NBA. I tr- I really... Like, look at what the Warriors did. They had... They had... The games that they lost in the finals, it was because it was only Curry. Or Curry or Thompson, whatever. But when everybody... Was, when Poole was playing well, when Wiggins was Wiggins playing well, playing they well. were yep. unbeatable. So that's the type of thing you have to do. Which is why everybody is so infatuated with... You know, Jaden Ivey, because he could come in and be a scorer right away. I think a lot of people believe that. So I was a little disturbed at that moment. But hey, I hope it works out for him because I know they don't have a very big fan base, but I hate seeing teams fail like that. Like, I've always wanted the Mariners to make the playoffs in baseball. Like, I want to see the, the bad teams make it. But yeah, that was that was that was a frustrating moment. But the other thing was uh, the Celtics picking so late. I do love who they got, though. I, I will be honest with you. I, J.D. Davis and Ken Lay. Yeah, and I know you're a big fan of J.D. Davis, period. The so, player, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. So you bring, you add a little bit to the last name and bring him over to the Celtics, Hell yeah. and that's just making your day, you know? <laughs> yeah. You just, you love to see it. No, I do my, think the Celtics. My, my day will be the free agency. I believe exactly, that they'll yeah. be active depth-wise in free agency. And also, I think, if you've been on Twitter, a lot of Celtics fans are making their, uh, uh, things their their thoughts known that they would like KD to Kevin be a Durant, <laughs> yeah yep, they like yep. they love that I figured that's where you were going with that one but uh, yeah, uh, the KD yeah. drama is is incredible I do Can't think that, that, that I, yeah I'm very excited <laughs> because that truthfully like free agency episodes are those types of recordings that can just go for like an hour just mm-hmm. because there's so many rumors there's so much drama and we can just talk about like yeah. where does Kate like you know KD Kyrie there's so many. So many names out there. Nobody's that, even talking about the fact Zach Levine's going to find a probably going to find a new team. I think. I think he just re-signed an extension. I'm not going to lie to you. You think he didn't? We'll I think he. That. I think he may have. I think he may have like just inked it like the other day. I'm not going to. Not going to lie. I know. To you. I know the another one's Bradley Beal. I, that's going to be exciting too. So I can't. Bradley wait. Bradley Beal. Yeah, and, and another another guy with rumors that he's going to stay in that, DC. So I that, don't. You don't even. I don't. Doesn't even make understand. sense. I, listen, I love him. He's a great player. You can't go and talk about how badly you want to win and then sign an extension for that much money with a team you know you're not going to win with. Like, it's a question. Yeah. But, yep. but we'll, we'll come to that Thursday. We'll, we'll get, get to that. That was a little bit of preview for you guys. We'll give the people everything that they want come Thursday morning. Absolutely. For now, you, were, you mentioned the Mariners. Let's go over to the MLB because yesterday, I don't know if you saw, but the Mariners were <laughs> part of that massive brawl. Yeah, massive I was, brawl. That, that was I've awesome. never seen. Hey, man, pick up. You know how mad you have to be to walk over to the sunflower seeds and then run over and try to chuck them at the other team? That's that's anger right that's there. That's awesome, dude. That had so many layers. It had Winker flipping off the fans, which yep. amazing. 
It had Rendon with a broken right wrist whacking a guy with his left arm. That's how mad he was. And then you had Rossell Iglesias chucking sunflower seeds. I had everything you want. So And the best part about it, it's just two dog shit teams. It really just is fighting each other. Just your last two brain cells kind of going at it. <laughs> I think something that people never look at, one of those teams will go on a hot run. That's like a moment in the in the clubhouse where you're like, hey, I guess you had my back. Everybody has my back. Now let's go win some games. So I think for the Mariners, it'll wake them up. For the Mariners. I was just going to say, with that being said, my first MLB pick today, Seattle Mariners minus one and a half at plus 136 against the Baltimore Orioles. Talk about putting yourself in a position to bounce back from a, an epic duel, yeah. a massive brawl, than to oh, just yeah. beat up on the worst team in baseball right now. Like, that sounds perfect to me. So if I'm the Mariners, yes. that's lighting a fire under my butt. And I'm going to go out here and I'm going to beat the crap out of the O's tonight at 10, 10 PM. It is what like it, it is it. at plus plus one thirty six, We're taking that all day. Yeah. The Mariners did lose the game yesterday, but I, I think they'll be better for it. Um, that's what I'm saying. They lost yeah, the game. They lost the fight. Yeah. Like, you know, they uh, get them next time. We might as well start backwards. I mean, I, I'm actually against the Angels tonight. Um, Giolito up against Cindergard. I was going to say, I wonder why you're against yeah. the Angels. Like, um, the White Sox are the underdogs in this game at plus 118. I'm going to take them. I know Giolito's had a rough little rough go of it as of late. He's got a 540 ERA, but he's going to have to settle in sometime. I know there's and a I've, couple the, of good The White Sox got to find their offense. That's really yeah. what it comes down to. They need to get some run support for their pitchers because they were a fantastic team last year. They were, and they have they have the talent. They've just been so injured that it's to the point where Tony Larusa told the players they don't have to run to first base if it's a routine ground ball. They're just they don't want them getting hurt at this point because they just can't afford to have that. But yeah, I'm gonna take them tonight. Uh, Giolito's got to figure it out. Obviously, we all know my feelings on Noah Syndergaard. Don't really need to mm-hmm. go with those again. So um, yeah, plus one eighteen underdogs on the road. Obviously at nine thirty nine, so nine forty. 939 White Sox money line. That's at plus 118. I like that, man. I like that a lot. And Syndergaard's hopefully going to get shelled. Obviously. You know, for, of course. Just hope, hoping it's your night, man. Yeah. You know, just Let's just really it. rooting for you. Uh, I'm coming, since we're going backwards in order still, I'm going to come with another pick that seemingly is free bankroll. And I'm sure you have this one on the list. This always seems to trend on, on a gambling part of Twitter. Um, Dodgers minus one and a half because it gets picked oh, yeah. just about every other day. They're playing the Rockies today at Coors. Um, it's just, it's not much needs to be said. It's the Dodgers going up against yeah. a bad national league team. Um, in course. So there will in, be runs scored and they got the offense to do it. I mean, yeah, I, it's over. There's <laughs> yeah, not much to say. Tyler Andrews. Tyler Anderson's eight, eight, and oh. 8 and 0. 8 and 0 with a 3 RA. They signed him for like $4 million. It's insane. I don't know how they do this stuff. Uh, it's. I was happy this weekend, though. They beat the Braves 2 out of 3. Really they made did. up for the Mets, yeah. So. They did. Yeah, that was good. But Yeah, the Dodgers are... I, I'm very, they're the only team in the NL that scares me even a bit. Even the slightest bit. They, they, te- they don't terrify me because there is issues on that team. They got a lot of injuries as well. They do. Trace Thompson, Clay Thompson's brother is uh, playing every day. I think now that's not wow. what you want, but that's yeah, not what you want at all. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, that's a, an amazing pick. Amazing team. So I like that. They, they got Trinan, Pilar, Mookie, Tommy Canley, and Walker Bueller all on the IL right now. Yeah. So 
that's, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money on an injured list. That yeah, is, yeah, that is. Tough. Considering you just emptied the bank for Walker, and now <laughs> obviously the Mookie deal. Yeah. Um, another one I got. Are we on actually, no. Way? Go ahead. Go ahead. We, uh, I got Tristan McKenzie tonight. Plus one hundred four at home against Minnesota. I know Minnesota is a great team, first place team, but the the, the Guardians they're getting. They're doing pretty well. 36 and 32 for that team. That's that's not bad. They have some talented hitters. Andre Semenez has turned it up this season. So I like them tonight. Just the money line. No uh, no one and a half. Just plus 104. Underdogs at home. Interesting. So I was actually riding with Sonny Gray and the Twins tonight. Um, I did have oh. them at the minus one and a half just because I've been looking. And I, I know they're actually a better game. Team. No, it, it is. It's a really good game. And I was looking at some of the uh, the things on, on the Bleacher Report app. It's actually very convenient for bettors if you'd like to go down and see all the betting, how the lines change and everything. Bleacher Report provides that right under the uh, talking about the players and everything like that. So what I was looking at is Sonny Gray. He's coming in 3-1 and one with a 2-5 ERA. And I just know Sonny Gray against relatively bad teams is where he thrives. Yeah. So a lineup like Cleveland just scares me a little bit. They're not as good at home. So I don't know. They've lost four in a row right now. They're five and five in the last 10. I don't know. I might have to combat you with the, the twins pick on. This I, one. I, I like when we're against each other here. I think uh makes for an interesting after the next episode, it'll be interesting. No, absolutely. Tomorrow. And considering when I'm right, I can make fun of you. <laughs> considering the Dodgers seems to be just free bankroll. Take yeah. whatever money you win from that. And you could throw that right on to uh, tonight's pick as well. Have that as some cash for you. Oh yeah. I do. Do you even, do we even have to say the, the last one? I've got Yankees minus one and a half. I figured that was a given. Um, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Coming in against the A's, Jordan yeah. Montgomery on the mound. I feel like we talk we talk so much baseball that like our strategy behind these picks sometimes, like you guys see what's coming. You know, the better yeah, teams, you know we're picking the Yankees. The better teams, when they put themselves in positions like this, the Yankees are coming off of somewhat of an underwhelming series against the Astros. Yeah. They got no hit. In that one game, they got yeah. shut out by JV for the most almost part. got no hit again. Almost got no hit last night through six. Figured out a way to win that game thanks to Aaron Judge. But today, I'm expecting the offense to bounce back. They're at home still. I mean, we just get great home stands. I, I absolutely love it. Like the Yankees, just they thrive at home. So tonight, um, Pat, his name Pat Blackburn, right? Paul Paul Blackburn. Paul? Um, two nine seven. I your name like they're just pumping sim. Like my player guys in here, but yeah, he's sitting six and three. With the two nine seven <laughs> they ERA. They have the same ERA. Him and him and Michael, I've never. I don't know how often that happens, other than when their ERAs are both zero. Uh, their ERA is identical. Two nine seven. That that makes for a low scoring game, probably. Although it's very unpredictable. The A's are not a good team. They're twenty five and forty nine. Obviously, they blew the team up, so that makes sense. Um. I don't know. There's not much to say about the Yankees. Yesterday's win kind of just justified. Around. It kind of just justified that for me because that they looked through seven innings. I mean, through six innings, really. They looked they lost. looked dead. The, the fans were really they were terrified they were going to see the team get no hit for 18 consecutive innings. Luckily, they didn't. I even thought after the Stanton home run, I'm like, all right, that's just one run. They're not going to come back. But it's good to see them get a hit. And then the three one three run walk off just. Yep. I mean, it's just the Yankees are 
everything right now. They're first in the league in runs. They're first in the league in home runs. They're second in the league in ERA, second in the league in slugging. It's all it's all there right yeah. now. They're, they're rolling on literally all cylinders. So Yankees minus one and a half. That's not far fetched at all. I yeah. do have one more pick for you. Oh. And this is this one's a little bit of an ace up my sleeve because it's not a run line. And um, this is coming tonight for the Miami Marlins going up against the St. Louis Cardinals. I have a little bit of a pitching uh, prop for you. Oh. So I'm going with my man, Pablo. And oh. He is on the mound tonight, sitting at five and a half strikeouts at minus 116. I'm going to hammer the over on that. He's been I like that. very I good this year. And we talk about the Miami Marlins pitching staff being pretty, pretty elite for what it is. I, I do enjoy some Miami yeah. Marlins pitching. Besides Castano their- last night. Who the hell is Castano? And he was just ripping some of the Mets hitters apart. It's really frustrating, to be honest with you. It's, it's very odd for a team that can't hit for shit. That's and- their problem. It's so sad because like, if they had a decent lineup, they would be a playoff team, no doubt. They just can't hit to save yeah. Yep. I, so my man Pablo, he's coming in five five and three with a two six ERA, going up against a team like the Cardinals who strike out a lot. They got a lot of older guys on that roster. They're very all or nothing when it comes to that. They yeah. got a lot of, like it's home run or bust. They got Pujols yeah. back, and since then they've kind of created their identity yeah. around Albert Pujols's um, farewell tour. Yeah. So that's seemingly what their season is like. So I'm gonna go with Pablo. On the strikeouts tonight, if you feel like getting a little frisky with it, they are also underdogs when it comes to the whole money line situation. If you want to combine something of a four strikeouts and Marlins win, I'm not opposed to that either. I think that the Marlins are on the come up, and right now I'm liking yeah. them to win this game tonight. That, that The Mets lost to them yesterday after taking the first two. It felt like the Mets were going to sweep. They had an early lead, and then just the, the Marlins fought back and hit. Uh, Nick Fortes hit a walk-off home run. Those types mm-hmm. of players always do that for the yep. Marlins. So tough, but yeah, they're a good team. And um, we got an interesting series starting tomorrow that we'll talk about. Uh, the Mets and Astros again facing each other. Yeah, think about how different like we could have gone into this MLB segment of the episode if, say, the Mets pull off the sweep yesterday. Oh, said yeah. the Yankees do get shut out for 18 straight innings. We're coming on and you're giving me heat. You know, I'm going to most sports TV tonight and I'm catching a heat if that's the case. But instead, yeah. Aaron Judge hits a walk off. Yeah. And I get to Nick come Fortes. on. And, I'm going to yeah. tell a quick, quick story. So the game was on Peacock yesterday. So I had my remote. I always have the remote laying next to me on the couch for no reason. And my dog comes up to me and hits the remote. It's the bottom of the ninth inning, mind you, two outs. Guillaume had just made a sick play. My dog hits the remote. It goes off the app. I'm pissed. I'm like, what the heck? I'm yelling at him. I'm like, Cody, come on. I come back, and they're mobbing the guy at home plate. I didn't see the walk-off home run. You don't know how angry I was. Now, should I be mad at my dog, or should I be happy with him? Because he kept me from seeing it, but he also made me not have to see it. So I I was very conflicted as to how that went, but. That's my story. <laughs> wow, fan- fantastic storytelling from Andy B. And only honestly, yeah, there, there's no better way that I would want to leave off episode 44 <laughs> than for a nice Andy B. story about Cody ruining yet coming to the rescue at the yeah. same time. He knew. So, he, he did. Knew. He knew. He knew what was going down. <laughs> and hopefully he knows tonight that we're coming for some big bread. Oh, yeah. So across the MLB slate, in case you guys 
are not already, make sure you're following us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram at ML Madness Pod. Anything else happens throughout today, we're going to be dropping any updates, live bets, all the above. So make sure you're following us on social medias. Uh, Andy, you got any more picks for today? Or are we uh, the nah, pockets I dry? I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we yes. are all good. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This has been Moneyline Madness, episode 44. Sheesh. We're getting old. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Go Mets.